Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through the Word of God. God promised Joshua and the people of Israel victory over the city of Jericho, but it would only be achieved by God's power through faith and obedience to his plan. We need to realize that victory will be ours if we follow God's instructions. One of the most important cities in the whole Jordan Valley was the ancient city of Jericho. It is said to be the oldest city in the world, and it is first mentioned in the Bible in Numbers chapter 22 as the place where the Israelites camped as they were conquering cities east of the Jordan River. Jericho would be the first city in the Promised Land that Joshua would lead Israel to conquer. It was to be a first fruits offering to the Lord. Although God had promised certain victory, it would only be obtained under one condition. Joshua and his people were to follow God's instructions verbatim, and so they did. All of us want victory in our lives, and through faith in Jesus Christ, victory is our inheritance. Whether it's victory over fear and anxiety, or over financial lack, victory over sickness and disease, or challenges in our relationships, we are destined to win every situation we face as long as we will listen to the Lord and obey his instructions. If we are to win any battles, we must follow his strategies. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6. We'll take a verse or two at a time and work our way down through the battle plan. Victory depends on actions of faith. The children of Israel had just crossed the divinely parted waters of the Jordan River, and they were preparing to take their first city in the promised land. Joshua 6, verse 1 and 2. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty men of valor. Now, naturally speaking, Jericho and its people were safe within their walls. The city was under lockdown, and the idea that Israel had already conquered them was a stretch of the imagination. Nevertheless, God told Joshua, It's yours. The city of Jericho, its mighty warriors, and its king have all been given to you. This monumental defeat of an otherwise impenetrable city was a finished work. It was a done deal in the mind of God. But in order to carry it out and take possession, there was a very specific strategy Israel needed to carry out. This was essentially what God told Joshua when he, t when he had just become the leader of the nation. The Lord said in the beginning of this book, in Joshua 1, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Okay, there's no turning back, Joshua. You're in charge. 
Moses, my servant, is dead now. Therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people of this land, which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. You see, the land was promised by God to Israel, but in order for them to claim it, they needed to physically walk through it. God said in the next verse, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. The children of Israel were to take possession of the land step by step by faith. God required them to put their faith in action in order to claim the territory of promise to rightfully become theirs. The same is true for you. God will give you promised dreams and visions. He will give you what you want, and he wants to bless your life. But in order for it to become reality, there are certain steps of faith you will have to go through. God gave specific instructions. In Joshua 6, 3, and 4, the Lord began to unveil his blueprint for victory over the city of Jericho. He said, You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. God said that all the men of war, which were all the men of Israel who were twenty years old and older, were to walk around or encompass the city once a day for six days. Then on the seventh day, they were to march around the city seven times, And when they were done, the priests were to blow the shofars. God's directions were simple and clear. Although they may have seemed unorthodox, the people were fully to obey those instructions. Lack of action or a refusal to obey for any reason would result in no victory. Victory over Jericho would only be experienced through faith. God was setting a standard by which all other cities in Canaan would be taken. Likewise, you may not always understand why God tells you to do a certain thing, but he is always right regardless. Whatever he tells you to do, obey it completely, and you'll reap the reward of victory, just as Joshua and the children of Israel did. According to Joshua 6.4, seven priests, each carrying a shofar, were to walk before the Ark of the Covenant and sound their horn just after their seventh trip around the wall on the seventh day. Israel was accustomed to using ram's horns, especially on four specific occasions. Whenever they were going to make a sacrifice of faith, number two, when in order to declare faith that the presence of God was with them. Number three, as the Israelites were about to do something that only they could do through the power of God's Spirit, they would blow the shofar. And number four, blowing of the shofar was a declaration of celebration. And in the case of Jericho, the sounding of shofars on the seventh day was a declaration that victory was theirs. And... uh, In addition to telling them to blow the shofars, God told them in Joshua 6, 5, it says, Then it shall come to pass, 
when they make a long blast of the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. There's uh, four reasons for shouting. So the people of Israel would lift up a great shout in order to initiate or announce the start of each battle. And number two, they would use this as an expression of faith. Then they would express great joy when they shouted, a joyful noise. Number four, they would shout in order to put the enemy to flight. Interestingly, in each of these situations, faith was required in order to have, in order to shout. In other words, the people of Israel didn't; they probably didn't feel like shouting when they plainly could see the solid walls of Jericho standing right up in front of them. And likewise, we don't always feel like giving a great shout when our problems tower over us and seem impossible. A shout of victory requires faith. Joshua received God's plan and mobilized the people to move forward. When Joshua called the priest to take up the Ark of the Covenant and position the seven priests with the shofars in front of the Ark, he said to the people in uh, Joshua 6 verse 7, Proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. First notice that Joshua said, Proceed. The King James Version says, Pass on. Even though the Israelites had no visual proof of that the wall was about to fall, they had been commanded by God to begin marching around the city, and it was time to get up and get moving. Next, Joshua said, March around the city. The King James uses the word compass which means to move forward in an organized fashion with determination. Israel was to put all their energy into what God had told them to do, and to do it to the best of their ability. Also notice that they were to compass the city. God didn't say randomly begin marching. He gave them a target, a goal, and an objective. They were to harness all their energy, efforts, and focus on accomplishing a specific objective to march around the city of Jericho to see it conquered. Last, Joshua said, Let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. In other words, it's time to begin making forward movement. This is the same thing as God saying to you, It's time to quit sitting around wishing things would change. It's time for you to proceed in faith. God wants you to get on your feet and have your trumpet in hand and begin moving forward in what he's told you to do. Start shouting that the victory is yours in Jesus' name. God told Israel when to be quiet and when to shout. In Joshua 6, verses 8 through 10, it tells us, and so it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people that seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests and blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while priests continued blowing trumpets. Verse 10. 
Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall all shout. For six days the people were to march around the city and not utter a word. It's very likely that if they would have started talking, they would have talked themselves right out of their victory. Knowing their track record, they would have likely said such things as, What in the world are we doing? This just doesn't make any sense at all. What's going to become of us? How is this ever going to work? This is so absurd. Fear, doubt, and unbelief are often what our mouth defaults to when we don't understand what God is doing. In fact, if we are not careful, we can quickly talk ourselves out of obedience. God knew that, which is why he told the people of Israel through Joshua, just keep quiet and not utter a sound until the seventh day when they were to give that great shout. Don't want to hear a peep out of any of you until I tell you to shout. Well, Israel stayed true to God's plan. The instructions had been given and the people took their positions. All that was left to do was to obediently walk out God's plan. Joshua 6.11 says, So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. You see, as soon as the Israelites were finished on their first day, they returned to headquarters to regroup and be refreshed. At their camp, they could strengthen and encourage one another, pray together and rehearse God's strategy, and rest until the next day. This reminds me of when the Apostle Paul wanted to visit believers in Rome for a time of refreshing. Uh, Romans 15.32 says, That I may come to you with joy by the will of God, and may be refreshed together with you. It's a spiritual refreshing when you get around other believers and you talk about what you need and want and what you should be speaking. In the same way, we need a camp. We need a place where we can lodge. This would include a church that you call home or a small group of people with which you can fellowship and be refreshed. People who share the same beliefs and goals and challenges are a great encouragement and strength to you. They can help you stick with God's plan and stay on track until you see victory. Joshua 6 verses 12 through 14 goes on to say, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continuously and blew the trumpets, and the armed men went before them, and the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing trumpets, in verse 14, and the second day they marched around the city once and returned to camp. So they did six days. On days one, days two, Day three, four, five, six, they obeyed God's absolute word. Was it monotonous? Did it require discipline 
and determination, yes, but it led to their victory. Don't get bored with your obedience. Israel faithfully carried out what God had commanded them to do and resulted in victory. Joshua six, fifteen and 16 says, But it came to pass on the seventh day that they arose early about the dawning of the day, and they marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times, and on the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Praise God. For six days they had done the same thing over and over again. Nothing in the natural had changed. The city was still on lockdown. The walls were still standing. The people of Jericho were still safe inside. The people of Israel had to cast down imaginations and thoughts like, Is there any sense at all to what we're doing? They had to follow the strategy and not even a peep was to be uttered. Then on the seventh day, when Joshua gave the signal for everyone to shout and they obeyed, the mighty walls of Jericho came a-tumbling down. If you want to taste the sweet victory God has promised, stick to the strategy he gives you. Even if progress is slow or nothing seems to be changing, or the task you've undertaken is monotonous. Never give up. There is always hope in God's promises. The finish line is just ahead, and you're about to take the gold. Be faithful to the end, and you will win. In Jesus' name. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.